Hey guys, and welcome back to the Brown Girl White Coat Podcast. My name is Sai, like a sigh of relief, you know I gotta say it, Um, and welcome back. It is so, so good to be here recording this podcast. I'm sitting in my room. It is a beautiful summer day, summer night actually now, and I'm happy. I am so happy to record this podcast because it's been quite a long time since I just took my mic out and recorded something. I actually pre-recorded this little interview that you guys are about to hear in a little bit. It's kind of an interview, kind of just some girl chat on productivity during the summer, what pre-meds should be doing during the summer, what we did in our pre-med summers, how many times can I say pre-med and summer in the same sentence? Anyways, this is going to be a lovely episode about productivity and I hope you guys really enjoy it. You guys sent me so many messages and just really enjoyed the last episode that I did bringing on two of my friends from medical school talking about productivity and how we kind of manage our time and our study tips, etc, etc. So I decided to bring on another incoming med student. She's going to be an MS1 in this coming year and we talk a little bit about her application process the interview cycle what she did during her summers to you know boost up that resume things that she really enjoyed and could talk about during her interviews and i think this is going to be a really helpful episode hopefully you guys have a great drive a great little productive cleaning session whatever you guys do during um, your podcast listening and as always please 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 go ahead and rate and review on itunes if that's where you listen to your podcasts and make sure to follow on spotify if that's where you are um, so that you get notified every time a new episode goes up and i've been meaning to be more consistent about these uploads i truly love podcasting and i'm really excited to be in this little space um, but sometimes things just get really really busy Um, So I thought I would take this few little minutes at the beginning to update you guys on what's going on in my life, and then we'll get straight into highs and lows and favorites with Verena, who is our guest today on the pod, and I had such a lovely time with her recording this podcast episode, so I'll leave all of her details in the show notes. You can make sure to follow her on Instagram, Um, check out all of her details there, Um, but let me just update you guys on what's going on in my life. It's been... Two weeks into this new term almost, we're in term five now, which is crazy. And term five is known as term fummer, term five ummer. I don't really know exactly how to pronounce that, but people make fun of it a little bit because we don't have any afternoon classes. We only have eight to 12 classes and I stream mostly. So I am able to kind of knock out my streaming of classes in about two hours and just kind of get that over with at the beginning um, or in the mornings rather. And then I'm able to kind of do whatever the heck I want with my life during this short little five-week term. So for me, that's been kind of focusing more on these podcasts. It's been trying to contact people to interview, to bring on that have a really interesting perspective. And working out, I've been loving getting back into my workouts. I don't want to sound like like a workout buff or anything because that's really not me. I honestly just do it to get that little boost of endorphins, get my heart rate pumping. Yeah, so what I've been doing is trying to work out about five days a week. I love to weightlift. Um, That might be kind of surprising because I've been kind of inconsistent with it too. But anyways, weightlifting is a really great way to motivate myself to get into the gym because I feel so, so strong when I'm like lifting up those like dumbbells to do like shoulder presses Or, you know, you can feel certain things tighten up when you do like chest press and bench, 
all of that, um, a really good leg day. You feel like you can eat so many carbs after leg day and it just goes to the right places. Lovely. Anyways, um, and I also use ClassPass. I've been doing that for a while. This is not an ad or a sponsorship by any means, but feel free to contact me at ClassPass because I am a diehard fan. Um, I go to Pilates classes. I go to hot yoga whenever I need a bit of a break. And I find that that is the perfect little balance to have in my life. I'm a busy gal and I just need quick, easy workouts. And sometimes I carve out enough time to go to a yoga class and it's honestly just good for the soul and good for my mental state. And I'm kind of on my summer break-ish right now. I have classes, but after this, I take my exams and I get a month off and then I'm an MS2. What is life, honestly? But yeah, I am having a ball. I am very well. I'm a little bit behind because I took some time off and went to Waco, Texas to visit Baylor University, which is my alma mater and also where my boyfriend is completing his PhD. And I went there to visit him. I visited an old boss. I visited um, some mentors of mine and I had these profound realizations. Um, I was trying to meet my pre-med advisor from, you know, for four years and he wasn't in his office and I was all sad and then I, I saw him just walking in the hallway and I was like oh my god I stepped on his toe and I like hugged him and it was just like so great and I was like look at me I'm doing great I'm doing fine and um, I asked him I was like please help me I don't exactly know what kind of specialty I want to go into I'm interested in so many different things and that can be kind of a, um, a fault of mine and so he was like, you know, before you entered med school, before I saw you now and am seeing how confident and kind of into your own you've grown into, he was like, you know, I might have assumed that you would do something in primary care, something maybe, maybe family medicine. Not that there's anything wrong with family medicine, but he was like, I would imagine you just as a generalist, maybe something low pressure and now he's like, I can see you doing a surgical subspecialty or going into internal medicine or possibly emergency medicine. And I was like, ah, yes, that is what I want to do. That's what I might, you know, have my life set out to be. And it was just really nice to kind of have this like reflective moment to walk through the same science building that did me so wrong in my pre-med years and gave me so much stress and to be back there and streaming my medical school lectures and being like, yes, I conquered you. And now I'm in a place where I am so excited to learn all of these things that are going on. I've achieved a slight balance in my life and just looking back on all of the blood, sweat, and tears that went on in that building, the Baylor Sciences building, BSB, it's a very nice kind of bittersweet feeling. Like, I finally made it. I'm here. I'm ready to conquer this world, this life. I don't know how to describe it without sounding super cheesy, but it was a, a nice little reflective moment for me, a nice little reflective four or five days that I was there and little Memorial Day weekend I spent there. And... Now I'm back and it's time to get down to business. I've been streaming my le lectures, but I have so much more studying to do and so much more to catch up on a little bit. So we will see. We will see how down to it I can get and how productive I can be so I can make time for the things that I truly love this term, which is going to be the key to a balance for sure. So without further ado, I know I've been rambling forever, but just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update on my life as a MS1, incoming MS2, and let's get into this little interview. 
Okay, so welcome back. I'm sitting here with Verania right now. We're actually on Facebook Messenger, um, kind of talking about med school, talking about our summers. Um, she actually just got into med school as well, so congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. So Yeah, so the way I found her was actually through Instagram. Um, she has a beauty, fashion, lifestyle type feed, and I absolutely love it. Um, love everything you're doing over there. And so decided to bring her on because... You're obviously a lot closer to the pre-med application process, and I feel kind of distanced from that now, um, and so I want to get a different perspective on it. Um, and then two, you are doing things outside of medicine as well, and we love that on the podcast. So your passion for fashion, some might say, and a possible <laughs> YouTube channel in the works. Possible, so. possible for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. Yeah. So I guess to start, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself, what you like to do, what brought you to medicine, stuff like that? Yeah, sure. So I actually am born and brought up in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, <laughs> a lot of people get confused because I think on the hashtags and stuff I use on Instagram, I definitely say like LA and West Coast. And so they expect me to be like from California, but I am a total southern girl. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm from Arkansas. I will be attending University of Arkansas this fall for medical school, which is exciting. And then, yeah, I am 21 years old. I just graduated undergrad. Um, I got a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology with a minor in neuroscience. So that was fun. That was a good round of college. <laughs> um, yeah, and I attended Hendricks College, which is a private liberal arts school in Conway, Arkansas. Is that a so, really small school? Yes, it's very small. Um, it's actually very different. It was very different transitioning from high school to that university because my high school was bigger than my college, which is oh, weird. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought Baylor was small because Baylor's about like thirteen to 15,000 students. Oh, no. That's, so. that's way bigger than my college. I think my college has about 5,000 people. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a baby school. <laughs> so everyone knows each other. Everyone. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So what made you want to start posting fashion-y things on Instagram? Like, where does that passion come from? Um, I would say, honestly, in the beginning, it was, um, it was really driven by the fact that there's a lot of medical student accounts out there that focus only on medicine, which I think is awesome, and I think it's really inspiring, and I follow a bunch of them for myself, but I was always looking to know, like, what life was outside of medical school. Or even, like, just the pre-med life. Like, I know it's a lot of studying. I know there's a lot of work that you have to put into it. Because, I mean, I had to do it myself. But besides that, it was kind of hard to tell what they did, you know? And so I think that was a really big driving factor for me was that I wanted to show the world that, like, you can do both. You can be professional young woman in the medical field, which is apparently, like, super hard and, you know, lots of work and all that stuff. But you can still have a life outside that's really fun and fashion is a huge part of that for me. For me, that's like a really feminine side of mine that is not as, I guess, noble, I would say. Like, I think medicine's very noble and it's a field that's, I guess, it's a man's world for sure. So I think that's part of it for me. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's like 70% of the reason why I started the podcast too. It's like really similar feelings yeah, there. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> okay, so now that we've kind of gotten to know you a little bit better, um, we're going to do highs and lows. I haven't done this on the podcast in a while, but um, I feel like it'll be fun to just get to know each other better and then so the listeners can get to know us a little bit better. Um, so I'll let you start with either a high or a low, whatever you feel like saying first. 
Okay, so am I talking about highs and lows just for, like, pre-med stuff? or Life's, like, anything in your life. Something that's gone really good, something that's maybe not so good that you're, like, not looking forward to. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, okay, let's start with highs. I like starting on a positive note. <laughs> okay, good. Me too. Um, highs right now is that I just got a puppy. Yeah, uh, oh my gosh. She's a lab mix, and she's literally everything I've ever wanted so that's amazing I love having her around and that was something I've been waiting for for a really long time um I didn't think I could handle having one in college just because I was in a dorm and like apartments and moving and that's kind of crazy but now that that's all over I'm super happy to have her so that's a high um okay switching it up to a low I don't know what to do with my time anymore. <laughs> I know that sounds dumb, but, like, seriously, like, once college was over, I just have all this, like, free time that I've never, ever had before, and I just kind of waste, I kind of waste it away. Like, it's really bad, but I've just started binge-watching Netflix shows. Yeah. <laughs> and just, what are you like, watching? Uh, right now, I started The Flash. I'm really oh, late. Okay. I think a lot of people have been, like, done with that, like, for a while. But, yeah, yeah I started The Flash. Um, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, so okay. that took up a good amount of time every single Sunday. Yeah. And it just ended, so now I'm all, again, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of a low. I know what you mean, but the summer before med school, don't do anything. Like, that's what everybody tells you. Okay. That's what I would tell you, too. Like, don't okay. do anything. <laughs> Work <laughs> on yourself, travel, you know. Yeah, I was going to say that's something that I'm definitely, actually, I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram, but... Okay, also, side note, if you hear the background, it's my it's my dog. She's Aww. just freaking out that she can hear me, and she wants to be in the room, but she can't. Aww. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there, because I think you can hear her. Yeah, um, that's okay. But yeah, so, during the summer, I, like, because I noticed myself not doing anything, I decided to do this, like, summer, I call it my summer glow-up, but <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah, it's, like, working on myself, and I like tracking the progress through Instagram, because um, it's nice to, like, have followers and people and friends like kind of keep you accountable and they'll be like well hey you didn't post this or did you even do the workout and I'm like you're right (laughs) I'm gonna do it (laughs) but yeah yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing this summer yeah I love that I've I've been keeping up with you with on that so (laughs) motivating (laughs) me over here (laughs) so I guess I'll go into my highs um I guess kind of not similar to the dog but just like good things are happening because you know school is slowing down a little bit for me um so I had the chance to travel I went to Cancun with my sister um if you oh haven't heard gosh, about I that love. I've been posting about it like crazy because yes, it was no, so fun it's amazing. you look amazing you look like you got a good tan it's it's awesome it's so nice <laughs> thank you but yeah so I don't know what it was about Mexico but the people there are just incredible um Mm -hmm. no wall no wall (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so it was just like the best trip we did like a lot of adventurous things like scuba diving um which I had a low-key panic attack during Um, no why so you go really far under the water and I didn't think that was a thing (laughs) it would be too bad yeah okay I see that I can Um, see that freaking me out too (laughs) and you're just like breathing through your mouth the entire time um, so if nope. you breathe through your nose, like water <laughs> nope. gets in your mask. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but it was my sister's birthday on the day we went scuba diving and she really wanted to do that. So that's awesome though. Um, and then we did like a ton of like just relaxing things. Like we stayed at, um, like an all inclusive place. And so 
I got a little too used to just like calling and being like, can I have like this, like by the beach, <laughs> like bring me my yeah. espressos in the morning. Like it was so nice. That's um, so nice. Honestly, I'm, I feel like we might have stayed at the same place because I went to Cancun. It was actually my senior year like trip, like after senior high school. Yeah. And we went to Cancun to, and stayed at like an all-inclusive resort. Oh, really? Where did so you I wonder stay? if we... I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember. But I just remember that it was like... It's, it was, I'm sure there's multiple all-inclusive ones. But yeah, it was all-inclusive and I, did, I had the exact same problem. Like yeah. I would just order so many things <laughs> I know and all the fruit and stuff that you order is fresh like they pick it that day so it's like oh I got spoiled for it's sure. not a sustainable way of life because then you come back and then it's back to like ramen noodles <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're yeah. just like dang it <laughs> oh yeah just like the frozen food for me mm-hmm. so but yeah that was my high and now I'm tan which is nice I was, like, iffy about it, but then, like, everything just looks better when you're tan, I feel like, so. Yes, for sure. Um, and then I guess for a low, like, part of part of my low is coming back to Houston. It was, like, thunderstorming the day that I came back, and I was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, and then just, like, getting back into the groove of things is always hard after a vacation, I feel like. Like, I don't want to study. It's term oh. five, which is, like, um, so I haven't really explained, like, our schedule a lot, but... Um, term five, we don't have any afternoon activities, so it's just eight to 12 class, like, every day. Okay, um, that's kind of nice. Yeah, and so, we well, just have a lot more time, um, to do nothing. <laughs> do nothing, exactly. And that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so the next little segment is talking about our favorite things. This can be anything from, like, music you've heard to, like, a product or things you've just liked to do recently, um, so I'll let you take the floor. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I wish people gave us like specific categories cause there's so many things. I know. <laughs> um, okay. I'll start with, okay. Favorite movie right now. I just watched Endgame. I, oh. I think I'm late to the, I, yeah, I'm definitely late because I know you a lot say of you're late to these things, but I haven't <laughs> done anything you're mentioning. Well, so. you're like currently in med school. That's like acceptable. I feel like I'm like, I'm just part of regular society. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but yeah, like I watched Endgame and it was so, so good. Like I loved every single minute of it. I don't know if everyone did, but I really thought it was awesome. Um, so that was my favorite movie, I guess. And then I don't know. You go, you go. We'll like switch back and forth. Okay, mine is, like, super corny, so I was going to talk about my aloe plant. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute, though. I, like, went to Trader Joe's, and I was like, I need a little sprucing up around the house, so I just, I bought an aloe plant, and we were, I was with my sister, and we were both really sunburned, and so. Oh, well, that's nice, though. See, it's, like, helpful. (laughs) Yeah, it's functional, for sure. Functional. And That's so cute. it looks really cute in my house too. And then I can just like cut a little snip of it off and use it for things. So yeah, that's smart. I like doing that. Definitely. That's cute. I am a sucker for succulents. So I can't like, Same. I don't know how it happens. Cause I think they're like the, one of the easiest plants to take care of, but they still die on me. So. Same. I think you only have to yeah. water them like once a month, but then if you like forget about it, yep. like for a year, like, they're going to die. <laughs> See, I did the other like problem which was watering it like so often because I didn't I don't know I just thought it was like a regular plant I guess I don't know what I was thinking but yeah I would like water it like once a week and then it just started dying and I was like I don't I don't understand oh no (laughs) but yeah okay did Um, I mention anything else yeah let me think let me think so okay I have 
a couple more I can think of off the top of my head. Favorite product, since I'm so, like, kind of obsessed with, like, beauty and style or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've been, like, recommending this to all, like, the daisy girls out there, but, like, the NARS Orgasm Blush is a lifesaver. I I just got my sister to use it, too, but I think, like, I've always had the problem of trying to figure out a blush that looks good on brown skin as well as, like, you know, any other skin tone. Yeah, because every time I use, like, the blushes that maybe, like, a lighter skin tone might use, it's so pink or it's, like, orange, and I'm like, what? This is not, this is not okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, NARS Orgasm Blush looks amazing on like any skin tone. It has like little flecks of gold in it. It's like coral. Ooh. Super pretty. Highly recommend. Okay. Um, to try it. Yes, please try it. And then let me know because I want to know if you liked it or not. Okay. Um, and then I guess the last thing is favorite music. Um, I'm... Okay, I don't know if people expect this out of me. I'll ask you. What, did you, what like genre of music do you think I listen to the most? Like, you can totally judge me. I just I just want to know. Maybe, like, hip-hop. Really? Hip-hop? Or, like, rap. Or, like, Drake. I feel like that's, like, a safe bet wow. for everyone. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. Because I feel like most people are like, oh, yeah, pop. Which I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, like, a hardcore, like, hip-hop and rap for sure. And I think a favorite of mine is G-Eazy. Oh. I don't, I don't know why. Honestly, like, lately it's kind of dwindling, but... Yeah. <laughs> does like he have something favorites. new out, or am I just... Um, West Coast is a song that he just came out with, with Blueface Baby. Oh, I like <laughs> I don't know Blueface. how great Blueface is, but... Okay, <laughs> funny story. I was... I don't know if this is even appropriate, because my mom listens to this, but... Um, <laughs> but we were out in Austin one night, and, like, a bunch of my friends were just, like, out, night on the town or whatever, and this truck pulls up to us, and I was with my boyfriend, too, and they roll down their window and they say something like, hey, baby, or something. And I was like, blue face, baby. Because <laughs> I thought they were saying blue face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they must have been like, wait, what? They were like trying to catcall, but I like shut it down with like gang good. signs. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good way of shutting it down, honestly, where they're just confused. And yeah, they like, were like, right. what did she say? And they just drove <laughs> off. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Blueface. He's on it. I don't know how good of a rapper he is, but whatever. G-Eazy's on it, too, so. <laughs> I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah. Um, I'll stick to the theme of favorite music. Um, Lizzo. I freaking love Lizzo. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. I might rescind mine and change mine to that because yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, such a, like, positive summer vibe, summer mood. Mm-hmm. So. I love it, yeah. Have you listened to Tempo by Lizzo? I haven't. I've only okay. heard, like, two songs, but I'm, like, working Go, my way through. Le- Tempo is definitely less, um, I think it's more of, like, a, like, a women empowerment, I mean, all of them are women empowerment, but, like, more like a bad bish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> um, I know your mom listens, so I'm kind of like, uh. I'm going to have to change but, it to, like, explicit on the little, like, yeah, settings yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Exactly, yeah. I would I definitely recommend you listen to that one if you like her. Okay, cool. I'm going to also mention a beauty product because you mentioned one, so I'll just yes, sneak that in there. Um, so the Sunday Riley CEO Glow, it's like orange. Yes. yes. You need it. You need it in your life. Yes. I, okay, so this actually might be a good word out for anyone who's like 
really into like trying new beauty products but I have the I used to have I can't do it anymore it's like too expensive but (laughs) I used to have a subscription to the Allure beauty box that's where I got mine (laughs) me too yeah okay (laughs) I was gonna say I was like that's where I got mine looking up for the deals (laughs) yes ten dollars a month I mean it's not terrible I think ten dollars or fifteen or something I forget fifteen I did it for like three months and then stopped so yeah exactly I was like okay I can't afford this but (laughs) while it was happening it was really nice so if you can afford it I think I would recommend it to anyone yeah okay cool cool yeah it's like eighty dollars by itself I don't know if I'd pay that much for it no exactly so but yeah okay so this episode is going to be about summer productivity we're going to talk a little bit about what pre-meds should do to kind of like buff up your application, buff up your resume during the summer, or what we did in our undergraduate summers, Um, but also just like productivity in general, because everyone loves hearing about that, hearing other people's tips on it. Um, So I will ask you this question. What does a typical summer day look like for you? Mm, Let's pretend this summer is not happening, because I literally (laughs) just talked about how I was being such a lazy bum. Um, Okay, but we can flash back to, like, sophomore year summer or any of those. Um, My typical day would definitely involve working. I always had a job over the summer, mainly because I just, I don't know, I, I definitely still wanted to enjoy my summer and have money to do that. So I always got a job, but I think one of the ways I did it would be... Um, medical scribing. So I would always find a job that, well, I mean, not always, but I would definitely try to find jobs that are medically relevant um, because it's always good to have that experience to talk about during interviews, in my opinion. So I, yeah, was a medical scribe and I would get to work at like 8 a.m., be there until like 4 p.m. And then I always had the rest of the day to do whatever I wanted. So definitely like hang out with friends, you know, enjoy the rest of my day. But yeah, medical scribing showed me a ton like I didn't expect it to be as useful as it was but it was really really helpful and I was able to keep up with things that even my sister who's currently a resident is like aware of so that was kind of cool and really good experience over the summer did you find that you got a chance to talk about scribing a lot during interviews yeah I definitely um I actually one of the interviewers was like like reading my file and was like I see you were a medical scribe like tell me more about it and I didn't think it was gonna be like a super lengthy conversation on it but then he so the way I was a medical scribe was kind of different I think than the typical scribe so our setup was basically through iPod touches so Mm -hmm. I would be in a separate room where the patient was not there and I would FaceTime the other iPod that the yeah, that the doctor had in his white coat, which is, I know it sounds so crazy, but like, I would literally just hear the conversations and then scribe based on that. And so because it was so unique and like such an interesting setup that the interviewer was like, wait, what? Like, you didn't even see the patient. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just like <laughs> listened to everything. And that actually made it more difficult because I mean, I don't know. I don't know what connection is lost there that would have been more helpful, but I guess just being in a separate room and not being able to see exactly what's going on you kind of have to like infer what the doctor might be doing like if there's no um like sounds coming on you're you kind of have to infer like okay they're doing an exam right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like stuff like that but yeah it was a good point of conversation for sure because I think the interviewers were most like interested to see what I gained from it so yeah that's so good to hear I think a, a misconception is like people try to do the most that they can over the summer when it's like 
just about doing things that you can talk about in your interviews. That's like the main yeah. thing. Like doing something you're passionate about or something that teaches you so much, like scribing, mm-hmm. um, so that you can talk about it in interviews. It's not just about like making your resume like eight pages long. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's like the best advice you could give anyone that's pre-med right now. It's not about just adding words on a resume because at whenever interviews come around and let's say you have done xyz but you've only done like 20 hours total of each or something little and then they ask you about it you won't be able to speak on it much and it'll like show through and I think that would be honestly more hurtful than helpful so yeah completely yeah I like so I'm glad I have you speaking on this episode because I kind of had a different experience because I was in one of the direct admissions programs and then I didn't really have to do anything for the summer so I was like like my summers were like teaching like singing or like um like working at like a clothing store that I really liked or something like that you know um but I think scribing is something that everyone should get involved in because it teaches you so much medical terminology that will put you ahead of the game for sure yeah for sure um what time would you like say that you like get up go to sleep etc during the summer oh okay so because I had a job that required me to be there at eight I would get up at about six forty. I would say um I really didn't care what I looked like when I went to work I mean I would always look like decent but I didn't really do my <laughs> makeup or anything like that just because I mean first of all I would be in the room like a back room like no one could see me so it didn't matter yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like it was just a it was just a job it wasn't anything that mattered too much in terms of appearance I guess so I'd get up at 6 40 um make breakfast uh I'm like super lazy when it comes to like cooking I hate I hate cooking like I'm so lazy about it so it would be like eggs <laughs> just be, like, scrambled eggs or something something simple um and I'm really like health conscious in terms of like staying fit so I would always try to do something healthy for that and then I would pack like protein bars or something if I got hungry during um, my work mm-hmm. so I would get to the office and then I'd be scribing for until like 8 till like 12 ish I would say and then we maybe sometimes we wouldn't but we tried to get a lunch break in um and then after lunch it would be another shift until about four get done with that and then I would go straight to the gym like that was always I would always pack oh yeah I was would always pack gym clothes in my car so that I could just get to the gym and then work out for a good hour, if not hour and a half. Um, I you don't I mean I don't think anyone needs to be there for an hour and a half, but I <laughs> enjoyed it, so that's what I would do. Um, and then get back home, eat again. <laughs> Most of my days eating. <laughs> yes, constantly eating. Uh, and then chill. Yeah, I I sometimes would have plans with my friends, but. Yeah, that'd be about it. And maybe plan for the next day of like what I needed to get done if I needed to. Yeah. I've always wondered this about scribing. So is it mostly um, like college aged people or are there people like of, of different backgrounds and stuff that do scribing? Um, actually, the majority of people that were scribing were, um, I guess they were at the time they weren't pre-med students anymore, but they had applied to medical school and hadn't gotten in so they were re-applicants okay. okay um and this is this is the job that they picked up to during their gap year got so it got most it. of the people scribing at least in my like um company that I was working for that's what it was I don't know if that's how it goes through 
the majority of companies but yeah it would always be people that had applied hadn't gone in the first time and were like trying to boost their resume and make money over this gap year that they were taking so yeah makes sense so what about this summer you're about to start med school you're kind of chilling do you like try to have a schedule at all or just kind of go with the flow um I wasn't planning on having... Okay, actually, no, that's not true. I love schedules because they keep me organized. I I have tried so hard to keep up, like, a planner or something because I always think the ones in Target are so cute, and so I'll get one, <laughs> and then I'll never touch it, so Same. it's always, like, a waste of money. Um, but, yeah, so scheduling is super important to me, and staying organized without paper is super important. Um, so, yeah, my schedule actually revolves a, a lot around my dog because she's still a puppy. She's only four months. So she wakes me up bright and early at five in the morning, (laughs) which is awful for the summer, but it's okay because she just has to go to the bathroom and then she gets hungry, so I have to feed her. But yeah, so my day starts at five or 5.40 typically. It's pretty early. Yeah. Oh, it's so early. And she will be like up and ready to play. So I can't just like go back to bed. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll stay up and like watch her and just play with her a little bit and then eat breakfast make coffee. Oh yeah, my co- my caffeine has gone up so much like because of waking up at 5. I'm like I'm drinking insane. like at least 2 cups a day. <laughs> um but yeah, and then my I don't know, my, mainly my schedule revolves around my puppy and working out and then now it's been a lot more about apartment shopping because I really need to get used to and like figure out where I'm living in Little Rock. So yeah. actually this Saturday we're going to go down to Little Rock and figure out where I'm going to live, which will be exciting. And I'll probably be on my Instagram because why not? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to have a roommate or are you living by yourself? No, I'm actually, I cannot, I can't do roommates anymore. Oh, I okay. I thought I could. Like I used to be such a social butterfly, especially like high school and stuff. Like I would love the idea of a roommate, but Ever since I, I'm also super picky though, like interior design stuff, like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. so picky. <laughs> and I just feel bad for my roommate, honestly, because it's not their fault. Like, it's just me being picky. So I'm like, you know what? It's probably best for you and me <laughs> that I just have my own place. So, yeah. And it'll be nice because I'm sure, like, I don't know, it gets complicated, especially when you have like a pet and like yeah. cleanliness wise, like, it's just easier. And so, and I'd rather not have that like extra stress, like during med school. Of like yeah. what my roommate thinks of me or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it'll just be me and my dog. So yeah, no, I feel that for sure. I am, I completely understand what you're saying. I just have a completely opposite like relationship because I get lonely really, really quickly. Like mm. I'm like, where is everyone? Like, what are they doing? Aw, FOMO. So, yeah, FOMO. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it, like to keep you accountable, at least like I need someone just like watching me, you know, kind of. Yeah. So but yeah, that's cool. I I bet living alone will be like a, a fun experience. So. Yeah, I'm super. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly really looking forward to that. So, yeah. Um, how far are you from um, like how far is your home home from that school? Yeah. So hometown is Bentonville, Arkansas, which is three hours away from Little Rock. OK. Um, Little Rock actually was not going to be my first choice of a medical school, to be honest. I was that was actually my last choice <laughs> because I'm always, always, always trying to get out of state. Um, I say I'm a Southern girl because I've been in Arkansas my whole life, but honestly, I think I belong in California <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. But yeah, so I was actually stuck between Ohio State, like and I, I was waitlisted at Ohio State, okay. and then I was also waitlisted at UIC, 
Okay. So those were my other two schools that were, like, I want to go to. But I decided at the end of the day that, like, I mean, there's always the off chance that I do get in, which would be awesome. But I didn't want to wait anymore. I kind of just wanted, like, to make a final plan and just do it and then focus more on getting exactly where I want to go for residency because I think that's more important. Yeah. So, yeah, Little Rock was kind of a eh at first, but now I'm, like, more excited about it. And three hours away from family is kind of nice, so. Yeah. Plus, you want to get, you know, all the planning, like, your apartment planning, all of that stuff, moving. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, same pretty much. I have been in Texas for, like, eight years now, and I would love to just get out. Or I will will have been after the end of med school. I would love to go to residency in California or something. Maybe we'll meet each other there. (laughs) Maybe that's our, like, end goal. (laughs) Yes, I just need to be on a coast, like, by the beach somewhere, so. Yeah, get that tan. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you talked a little bit about your, like, like glow up, your summer glow up. Um, So can you talk about, like, what your personal goals are this summer, what this glow up kind of consists of? Um, It's funny you ask that, because I was just thinking, like, right now about how it's kind of unorganized in terms of, like, what I'm trying to get out of it. I keep saying summer glow up, but I'm, like, asking myself, what exactly does that mean? (laughs) But I think the main ones, if I had to narrow them down, is definitely fitness, because especially this past semester, like, closer towards, like, April and March, I just didn't really make time for it. I don't know how that always happens. Like, there will always be, like, maybe one or two months that it just... I just don't find time for it, and it makes me sad. It honestly ruins my mood because that's a huge part of my life. So yeah, that was part of it, get back into it, make some serious gains, and, like, I don't know, I guess more gains than I've seen before in the past. I'm always trying to, like, one-up myself. Yeah. So that's a huge one. Um, and then just beauty stuff. I don't know. I love doing <laughs> that. Like, the scene from Princess Diaries where she goes from – like the student version of her to like this princess version oh my gosh I've always wanted that for myself I think it's so fun so I kind of want to do that to myself I mean I don't think there's like a ton of things I need to fix or anything like that but it's just a fun like project for myself to take on so I think I might dye my hair and like I don't know anything funky or just like highlights probably I kind of want to go blonde not like not like platinum blonde but like caramely blonde I used to be caramely blonde for a little bit I liked it but it just that was like my sophomore year of college and then I just let it grow back to my natural color so I might switch it up I could see it it would look good (laughs) yeah thank you um I guess the last goal would just be yeah preparing for medical school I really want so it's like the summer is really nice because it's like a clean slate for me like college is done and yeah. it's just a whole new beginning, so I really want to start off on the right foot and make sure I'm prepared in the best ways possible. So getting an apartment that I really like and I can move in and settle in early. Yeah. Um, getting to know the city would be nice. And then getting, like, I have to order my stethoscope, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, oh my <laughs> so, gosh. I know, like, big things like that. Just getting that all ready so that I can start off the way I want to. Yeah. I, biggest advice about like starting off would probably be the apartment thing like definitely put in the time to find an apartment that you really like because I'm currently living in a place that I don't like very much and I'm no. moving out I'm moving out next for next year but okay, I just good. it has a huge toll on your like mental wellness like if thank you, you yeah yeah my Indian parents are always like ah it's, it doesn't matter it's just four years but like 
no one understands until you're there living it and then you're like yeah this was a mistake so yeah Same. I'm definitely putting in the time this this time around especially because I didn't do it in college so yeah but. my parents were like uh you're a student like you don't need like to live a luxurious lifestyle yeah um, <laughs> and then familiar. they came and visited me and they were like oh no you you need an apartment with like better light and like I, I don't know, it makes a difference for sure mm-hmm. so put in the time cool. and then like I wish I just like done all of the apartment stuff like the decorating and all that before school started um Mm. because you get so busy and then like my room is like pretty much empty right now like I just have like the necessities so I feel that that's how my college apartment was yeah because I didn't I mean I think in college I was just so I knew that it was so temporary because it was only like one year and then I would move and then I'd get another apartment and stuff like that so I never really cared to invest time and effort but I decided, like, for med school, I want, like, one location, and I want to stay there for four years. Like, I just want to yeah. make sure I have the right one for four years. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. What are you most, like, nervous about going into med school? Do you have any? Um, I think I just will never understand exactly how hard it's going to be until it happens, because I know so many people. Like, I just know enough people who've told me about it. Like, my sister's gone through it. A lot of my friends have gone through it, and it's all the same like what they tell you, but I really don't think I'll get it until it happens. So I think that's my biggest concern. Like, I hope that, I hope that I'm ready. I just hope that I can take it and make the best out of it. So yeah, yeah, that's my worry. <laughs> they, they tell you about it, like all of orientation week. I'm sure you'll hear it like 50 times that it's like drinking water out of a fire hydrant yeah. or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> it definitely feels like that, but I feel like just now I'm starting to be like, oh, like I can handle this pace. So oh, okay. It so, might take a while. Okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm that's sure fine, you're ready though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I I don't mind it taking a moment. I think every every like challenge in life is it will take like a second for you, anyone to get adjusted and like figure out how to do it. I just hope I'm not too late. I guess is what I'm trying to say too. No, you're <laughs> fine. Plus, you've had like a very um, like sciencey undergraduate background. So I think, mm-hmm. I think you'll be fine for sure. Cool. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I kind of want to transition and talk about like your pre-med journey and your application journey. Cause that's a perspective I haven't really had on my podcast yet. So okay, cool. can you talk about like how you go about narrowing down your med school options? Like what are you looking for when you're figuring out where to apply? So the main things that honestly it was kind of hard for me to decide where to apply until I got my MCAT score back because I knew that like theoretically if I had like bombed my MCAT it would make no sense for me to apply to Harvard so yeah (laughs) so I was definitely like waiting on that and then I kind of had an idea of where I might land just based on my confidence level I guess um so I I started creating like a list through that tool on AMCAS I think um And I came up with, like, safety schools. I came up with, like, kind of, like, medium, I guess, schools and then reach schools. And I used most of my summer just kind of researching each school, figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like about them. So location was really important to me. Uh, Just based on, like I said, quality of life I think is super important. And like you mentioned, like, even just having the right apartment can really affect the rest of your career in medical school so I wanted to make sure I wasn't somewhere miserable um like I'm really seasonal dependent so Ohio State was one that I was like I want to but I know the winters are awful oh (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, we're yeah, actually from, so. my family lives in Ohio, so. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Dang, and then you came to Texas? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> big change. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that was definitely part of it. Um, and then the curriculum is also something that I really started paying more attention to. I didn't, at first when I started researching, I didn't think it was, I mean, I knew it was important, but I didn't really know what to look for. But after talking to my sister about how Ohio State does their curriculum, I realized I really liked the way they did blocks. Um, instead of just doing, like, all of pathology a certain year, instead and, like, just instead of, like, basing it on systems. Like, I thought that was really cool that they did that. So I did look for schools that kind of followed that approach. Um, and I think the last thing I did was once I did get my MCAT score back and I knew what was, like, more reasonable and practical for me, that's what I started using honestly that was like one of the biggest ones that I did to like create my list and go yeah. from there oh, that's cool um if you don't mind me asking like was there any like cool things you were asked in interviews or like things you weren't prepared for maybe like interview questions Ooh. um yeah I don't mind you asking at all I'm okay. trying to think though I'm like it feels like it was so long ago um I think the interest oh there was a question that was like that totally threw me off. I think it was the University of Arkansas that asked me that was like, they were asking me like very serious questions about like research and like, why did I want to be a doctor or blah, blah, blah. And then they got to this question that was like, if you could pick three people that are fictional to have dinner with, who would they be? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, I guess that might be a common question. Now that I look at like common interview questions, they, I think that does pop up sometimes. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was not prepared, so I definitely said some dumb answers. I think I said Harry Potter, and I'm embarrassed, but no, that's cool. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely the most interesting question I got. Oh, okay. Um, difficult question. I was I was prepared for it, so that's good. But I still think it is a really difficult question. Um, was why not just do research? Because I think every pre med knows that you have to do research in order to like. I don't know, I guess for medical schools to, like, even really consider you, because they know that research is really important. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people really formulate into words why they wouldn't just do research. I mean, because it's a fair question. Like, if you racked up four years of research and now you're playing a medical school, why not just do pursue research? Because it seems, on paper at least, that you're really passionate about it and that's all you care about. Yeah. So that was definitely a question that was kind of hard for me to answer. Um... I think it went well. I mean, clearly it went well. Like, <laughs> I guess it was fine. But um, it was also difficult because my research for four years was had nothing to do with medicine. It was all environmental studies. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was... They were kind of like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think I, I definitely focused on how I got a lot of, like, critical thinking out of it and, like, all the skills, like, life skills that you get from it. So it turned out fine. But that's definitely the hardest question yeah. for me, at least in my opinion. And I think people um, people definitely inflate, like, what their research experience was. Like, we all make it sound so much more intricate than, you know, what our job yes. actually was. So oh, I'm yeah, sure they sure. know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, one more thing. Now that I'm talking about it, I also is going to say, even the question of, like, why do you want to be a doctor? It's so simple. It is such a simple question. And even typing it out is, like, it's a challenge, but it's not as hard as saying it out loud because I would highly recommend people say that out loud because you just start rambling 
Yeah. I just noticed myself doing that. Like, and then my sister, like, I would practice on my sister, and she would just be like, wait, what? Like, I don't, I still don't get it. <laughs> I would yeah. Be like, oh my gosh. If I can't answer this question, then why am I doing this, you know? But yeah. And, That's you know, they always one. tell you that for that for that question, you need something beyond, I just want to help people. But then right. when you get to med school and people are like, why do you want to be a doctor? Why did you decide this? Everyone's like, I just want to help people. Like, that's the it's core true. of what it I want to do. <laughs> I don't get why that's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> also, to add, um, back when I was, like, interviewing a while ago, it was um, the question that always threw me off a little bit was similar to what you said about the research one, but it was, like, why not social work? Um, Mm -hmm. If you, like, love helping people so much, then why not do social work or why not be a nurse or why not do any of those things? So you have to, like, really dive deep. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, the why not be a nurse or anything like that, you don't ever want to say, like, this is what my sister said, because I didn't ever mean it in an ill-intentioned way, but you have to be careful about how you phrase the things you're saying, because what if your interviewer was a nurse? Like, you know, you can't be like, oh, it's not as cool or something dumb like that. But yeah, Yeah. so definitely. Yeah, I I think the key to answering those is just to practice, honestly, and like really hammer down what you're going to say. And then a a tip that I always used was always relating like your answer to an interview question to like an experience. And so I'd be like, oh, that reminds me of a time when I did this and that shows how I'm you know, wanting to be a doctor and not a nurse, you know? Yeah, so exactly. That's actually a really good tip. I would, honestly, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's super useful. I think I unconsciously kind of did that because at UIC, my interview, like, they were, some of them were very, like, simple, like, structure in terms of, like, I ask you a question, you answer type of thing, but one of the interviews um, was just conversational, and she didn't really give me much of a chance to speak like it was very much like she was just kind of telling me about the school and then I but like this was my chance to like tell her why I should be a student here so I had to like find points of the conversation to turn towards me and talk about my experiences yeah because I didn't want to just like walk out of the room and she still know nothing about me yeah so yeah that's a good tip I would say yeah I had an interviewer um for like there was one round of interviews that was at the undergrad, like at Baylor. And there, one of my interviewers was like the, um, I guess like the director of like one of the business programs there. And he was just talking to me about the business program. And I was like, I have no interest in business. Like, how am I supposed to what? turn this around? So that's helpful. I bet that's a yeah. test. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> um and then, so what does the curriculum kind of look like at um, University of Arkansas? Do you know much about it? Um, I have a decent idea of it. I wouldn't say I'm an expert yet, but I think basically what they did is they kind of adopted the style of Ohio State and kind of incorporated their own as well. So you start off like your first year with like anatomy, and then you start going into the systems, I believe. So instead of just focusing on like only the basics of anatomy and like the basics of each system first year and then the next year only start talking about pathology you kind of combine all of them together which is nice so you can like basically you learn everything about that system I guess in one block and then you move on to the next one you can kind of not I wouldn't say forget but you can relax on that block and then start thinking about this one instead so I believe that's how the curriculum is I might be wrong definitely have to fact check that one (laughs) cool cool and then um do you guys do like two-year preclinical two-year clinical or one year 
Do you know anything about that? I think the first year is pre- preclinical, but I think you still get some... Like, I think exposure. you really start your exposure during, like, second year, but okay. I think you get a little bit first year, too. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because I know... So, for Baylor, we start um, our clinicals in January. So, it's, like, one and a half year preclinical, yeah. and then yeah. you start your clinicals. So That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Which also means we don't get a summer. We get, like, one month off for summer, but... Right, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> At least the month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then kind of wrapping up the whole application process um, discussion, what do you think made your application stand out? Mm. Or like, Ooh, what do you I think don't... people really <laughs> saw on your application was like, okay, we need this chick, like we need this girl to come? <laughs> um, I would say I definitely use the diversity card, like hardcore. Okay. Uh, not, not, like, not necessarily just like, oh, I'm Indian that's why you should take me more about like I I sincerely have like a really deep care for minority populations in terms of being able to cross cultural barriers and reach out to them in that way because something that I noticed growing up is that my mom had a lot of difficulty communicating in terms of healthcare uh, because she just it wasn't that she didn't understand English it was more just like the format of how you speak and even like accents can get in the way and her accent would get in the way and that was just something that really bugged her and I saw her struggle with that so and even as a medical scribe whenever I was listening to conversations with people who only spoke Spanish it was definitely really like that that little that trust that you can have with a patient and a doctor wasn't there yeah as much as it was with someone who also spoke English so that's a huge part of it for me and I really emphasize that on my personal statement about my passion for that, um, I went to Spain for, like, pre-medical shadowing, mm-hmm. um, I kind of did it late, it wasn't really pre-medical, I did it after I applied, but I still did it, um, yeah. and I did that just so I could see what healthcare in, like, a global perspective was like, Yeah. and so I think, I think a lot of schools, including UMS, really appreciate diversity and a passion for encouraging diversity and spreading that healthcare to more, ex- like, to make it more accessible so I think that's what made mine stand out I could be wrong but I definitely emphasize that in everything I was talking about so yeah no I think that's really important and it's probably everyone puts their own little spin on you know their personal statement interviewing all of that so you need to have like a little bit of a brand I would say and that was your brand yeah so, exactly that's I think awesome that's a really good way of putting it a brand yeah <laughs> yeah okay um Last question before we wrap up. Do you have any advice to people that are applying this cycle? Mm. Any words of wisdom? I think the most important thing is finding a balance between your grades and like all the scores that you have to accomplish and put on paper and your extracurriculars because I think it's really easy to tip the scale one way or the other too much to where... I mean, I think typically what happens is that people, like, really, really smart people will get amazing scores on the MCAT and blow their GPA out of the water. Mm-hmm. But then you look at their extracurriculars and they haven't done anything. It's, like, it's all about their scores. And you can tell that they put their time and effort there, which is nice because their scores definitely reflect that. But then it's hard to tell how passionate you really are about medicine in particular if you haven't gone out of your way to go volunteer at, like, children's hospitals or pick up jobs like medical scribing you know when you have that free time because if you were pouring all of your heart into studying it's really hard to see if you can 
be a doctor with empathy and compassion, which I I personally think is more important than anything else. I mean, you could be the smartest doctor in the world, but if you can't have compassion for your patients, then, like, why are you doing this, right? So yeah. I think that would be my biggest tip is just make sure you have a good balance of both and don't just do it for the resume because it will definitely show through in interviews because... I mean, I think everyone's probably done that at least once in their life is do something just to add it to the resume, but you're going to be, you're going to regret it the second they ask you about it. So make sure you're doing everything because you genuinely care about it. So yeah, completely. And just to kind of resonate, just to repeat what you said, you know, a patient is not going to tell you about their underlying issues that may not like be so apparent to the naked eye if you don't allow them to be vulnerable if you're not a real person who allows them to speak on these things so Mm -hmm. med schools are definitely looking for people who are real people and not just robots who can (laughs) spit out spit out good grades so yes exactly so that's really great advice um so i think with that we're going to wrap up um thank you so much to verania for joining me Thank you. This was fun. This is I so know. cool. This is my first time on a pad- podcast. Like, <laughs> I hope yes. people like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they will. And I'll put all of your um, your Instagram, any other handles that you might have in the show notes. Um, and yeah, go check her out on Instagram. Um, go follow me as well. And thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. All right. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, please uh, rate and review on iTunes and follow on Spotify and DM me on Instagram. I love answering DMs. I try to get back to every single person. If you have any questions on your application process, your pre-med summer, anything at all, if you just want to know more or talk or just get some opinions on your application or just know more about me, or in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and DM me. My Instagram is Cybear, S-A-I-E-B-E-A-R. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, um, thank you so much for making this pod a part of your day wherever you are.